The following program may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Radio That Doesn't Suck Incorporated or its employees. Welcome to Real Estate Toronto, the radio show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area with Aura Ross from the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to Real Estate Toronto, the show about real estate in Toronto. in Toronto, yes. Did you trademark that yet? Of course you have. Uh, we do actually have it, real estate in Toronto. Nice. Uh, and we are the Mulholland Ross team in Toronto. And, um, you know, we get approached quite often by clients and just people we meet on the street who are interested in becoming a real estate agent. And I know a lot of our listeners out there are probably thinking, hey, this might be something I can do in my spare time or when I retire from my full-time job. We see a lot of that as well. And um, so we thought today we'd do a show about why you should not be a real estate agent. You're dashing my dreams before we even started the show. Well, here's here's my feeling is that at the end of the show, if you still think you should be a realtor, please give us a call. You should definitely be one. Absolutely. Yes. Because okay. we are growing and we're looking for great realtors at all times. So, so there's a checklist coming or something, some sort of test. There you go. Yeah. Okay. yeah that's great. right. Well, grab a cup of tea. We're going to... Um, We're going to work on our dreams to become a real estate agent on realestatetoronto.com radio right after this. The music you'll hear on Out of the Blue will be jazz for the most part. No specific styles or genres. Every piece of music is handpicked to deliver quality performances. Out of the Blue can be heard on rtds.ca, live Mondays, 1 to 3 p.m., and encore performances Tuesday to Friday, anytime on demand. It's the true spirit of jazz, a touch of everything and then some. Thanks for listening. I'm Larry Green. selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. So we are back at realestatetoronto.com radio every Sunday at 4 p.m. And of course, podcast shortly thereafter in case you miss it. Because, you know, at 4 p.m., most people are running into that last open house. That's right. Or they're, or they're, that's, 
Hey, number six on our list. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. I didn't mean to be jumping, uh, jumping <laughs> the queue here. But okay, so go. we are talking about, you're going to try and convince me that I do not want to be a real estate agent. That's right. And I do. And and really, we, we aren't trying to be negative. We're just trying to cast a bit of a reality check yeah. for those of you who are thinking about trying doing it. Trying to be it. factual. So that's no right. negative Nancys. We're just no. putting it all out there. Yeah, okay. that's right. And let's face it. Let's start with the cost of becoming a realtor. And so, again, just going back to if it's not something that sits well based on everything we're talking about, you may not want to start investing all that money and time into getting a license. Okay. So number one, Thomas, do you want to start with that one? Yeah, most definitely. Um Basically, a lot of people have the misconception that if you become a real estate agent, uh, it will lead to the ability to gain a lot of money in a short period of time. Um, but anyways, uh, when in reality, you will face a lot of challenges. Uh, you'd have to build a database, compete with established agents or teams, brokerages, um, uh, the number of fees you'd have to pay in terms of MLS or just taking the class. Uh, the ability to not work during those hours to build up those leads, and that means you're not working another job to supplement your income. Um, ah, that's an interesting yeah. one. Ah, <laughs> because a lot of people, I'm just going to step back on that a little mm -hmm. bit. A lot of people do believe that if they join a brokerage, that the brokerage is going to supply them with all these buyers and sellers, yes. and they'll just they'll just hit the ground running and 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 have instant clients. But the brokerage model has changed so much in in the. 26 years I've been a realtor and the brokerage does not take that role anymore. They do not typically hand their agents business without, without taking another referral fee or something off the top. Well, it's exactly. not like they've got, you guys have a database of people waiting to sell their house and waiting for the right agent. And when you get, <laughs> when you get somebody that looks like this or does that, I'm going to sell my house. It's not, they want to sell their house when they're ready to sell. That's right. Yes. That's right. And you made another point and that is, that new agent coming in and competing with the established realtors. Mm -hmm. um, it can be very tough uh, because you don't have a track record. Now, a lot of new agents do come in and they take the mentorship of an experienced realtor to help them. And that, right. you know, I don't want to be negative on this. So I'm going to offer also offer some ideas yeah. as we go through this show. Uh, mentorship is an awesome thing. But you touched on the whole, uh, while you're building that business, you're actually not out there selling houses, so you do need to start with some money in the bank. Okay, and is there a recommendation as to how much that is or how long you're going to be bleeding money? I mean, because real You are bleeding is, before you earn it, that's you're right. You're paying all you're, your fees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're going out on your own, you're, you're getting some space, some your, physical space. Well, your, your cards, your signs, your yes. presentations, your, your website, <laughs> your car, your phone. Yeah. Your rent. So you're bleeding you, money. Any marketing, flyering, they all cost. Cost, cost, cost. Fees when you sign up for a brokerage. Right. You know, there's going to be desk fees possibly or what have you. Yeah. So what do you recommend in and terms of having fees. some money put aside? Uh, based on all of the uh, sort of um, studies and research, uh, six months. You should have six months ability to pay rent, pay your car, pay your overhead. And that, just so that you know, that gives you about three months to get something sold mm -hmm. because the average closing is 90 days. So you don't get paid in our business until somebody actually transfers closes. money and closes the yeah. sale, and, and then you get paid. That's way more than that diamond ring they tell you. It's three months' salary for a diamond ring, for a wedding ring. And you're telling me it's six months to live. <laughs> to be an agent. It's, it, look, so it, you, have to have, you have to be I'm, dedicated. I, I'm going to tell you that there are realtors who get licensed and can can sell a house in the first month. I'm not going to say you can't do it. Okay. I'm saying that to be 
safe and to ensure that you're not pushed back into your old job or part-time job or doing something else after month two, you should have six months minimum. Be prepared. Minimum. That's right. Okay. That's right. I One of my favorites on our list is um, uh, if you're not a people person, um, maybe real estate isn't good for you. And I'm going to kind of play the devil's advocate on that and say if you're a super people's person, real estate might not be for you. Okay. <laughs> We're looking for in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And and the reason being is um, if you're a super duper person, people person and you like talking to people and having a great time all the time, you may have a difficult time focusing on the task at hand. And that is talking to lots of people throughout your day and, and trying to help them f- find what they want or sell their home. Mm-hmm. It's not just a party. You're talking about our pets or our ski trips. It really is a business conversation. And, and unlike a party where you go to the party and five minutes later you go, I don't know, I was talking to that guy, I've forgotten what his name is. Yeah. You guys have to be really good at capturing that information That's and who true. you're talking to so that you can follow up. That's right. Another point as well is while you're doing your lead generation before you've developed a relationship with that client, you may not have the ability to really get that in depth in the conversation to make that connection. So if you're a super people person and you always are looking for that connection, you may not have that on a daily basis until you've developed a relationship and rapport. That's true. So, you know, it's a process. You're yeah. not going to be best friends with your new client exactly. in, in the first phone call. Exactly. Okay. Not yet. Nope. Um, and then the other one I like is, and we hear it all the time because we do speak to realtors all the time. Um, is I just love houses. We were just talking about that. I love houses or I love architecture. And as much as I can appreciate a beautiful home and I Mm -hmm. love great architecture, the reality is that some of the homes we list to sell or our clients choose to purchase are not homes that we personally would buy ourselves. Or like. Or like. And and that's okay. I mean, and, and it's not because I would sell something to someone that isn't good, it just might not be right for me. I have a very different taste than exactly. all of, both of you. So, um, And in this area, you've seen a lot of pink and green. We've seen a lot of pink and green, though less and less of it, okay. sadly. I'm missing my pink and green bathrooms. <laughs> um, so, so just, you know, for the love of real estate, well, just enjoy your open houses and go out on the weekend with your coffee. And That's it. Yeah. So don't choose a career at it. Just enjoy what yeah, you see. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Good. What else you got? Um, the number one thing I get when we are meeting with um, potential candidates or those that are uh, considering a change into this field is uh, when asked why, uh, they say, well, you know, I really enjoy sleeping in in the morning. Uh, I like being not my having, own boss. Yeah, being my own boss. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not having to start work until 11 a.m. or 12 p.m. because that's when uh, that's when things will begin to happen. Okay. Um, I love that. I'm in control yeah. of my schedule. Exactly. And... <laughs> Much like every business, you are at the mercy of your client base. I was going to say, what are the clients going to say if they phone you at 9 a.m.? Well, Precisely. or no one is phoning you and you are sleeping in and guess what? Two You've run through your six months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not going to happen. So I think the toughest part for me, the toughest part of this business, really not tough anymore because I've been doing it for 26 years. So it's just my habit, my behavior and everything. But I must say initially for me, the hard part was knowing that if I didn't go to the office at 9am, there was nobody standing over me saying, you're going to lose your job. Yes. And I'd say my first year, I probably was that realtor who showed up closer to 10, 1030 in the morning. I was 24 years old. No, you were 14, weren't you? Oh, I was 14. (laughs) That's right. Um, luckily, I had a broker who decided to get upset with me if I didn't get in at 9 a.m. and if I didn't show up at the times that he expected. And that was probably the best thing that 
I could have had was a broker standing there saying, you, you are expected to be in. Mm -hmm. And this is what's expected of you every day and every week and every month. Is there something about being in an office with other agents that is conducive to getting you to work? Or is this something that you can do from home? It, it depends who you're surrounded by, I, I guess. guess. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if in your office everyone is um, uh, sort of practicing poor uh, business concepts and practices, oh. then you may not want to be around them. However, if at home you find that you get distracted by um, you know, TV or perhaps a Blue Jay game, mm. that may not be the place for you either. So really. Oh. Yes. Well, right now a Blue Jay game would be worthwhile yeah, to yeah. stop yes, work for. True. But um but uh, no, that's very true. Mm -hmm. That's very true. So you 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 know you hear this thing what is um, self motivated. I don't I don't know really if I'm self motivated or if I'm motivated by the team around me or my client base mm -hmm. who I know need you know want things done first thing all the time. Maybe it's a bit of both because some days you get up and you're ready to do it, and other times something drags you into it—a phone call or a meeting—and and maybe it's a bit of both. Yeah, it could be. I know for certain. For me, after 26 years, I'm I'm up and pretty excited to get to work. I'm I'm pretty excited to get to work, and I must say that I'm very grateful for that. That I have a job that I still love to come to. So. That's something that I always look at when I hear those agents talking about, you know, being my own boss and running my own schedule and sleeping in and I don't like to work this or that. I sometimes think, um, you know, do you love it enough to do it? you got to love it to do it and you've got to get in there early. Success. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some of the reasons why you should not become a realtor. I think another one that I'm going to bring up is I'm kind of going to go, kind of going to go back to that people person one because it comes at us so often. Um, if you're a people person and you enjoy people, the question is, is can you handle rejection from people? Absolutely. So, so what kind of rejection? They oh, don't it's want... severe. <laughs> no. Can you call someone and have that person on the other line say, never speak to me again? Oh. And get off that phone and just go right back at it and call the next person? Or okay. are you highly affected by that? If the answer is the latter, then this really isn't for you because you're going to experience far more rejection than you are uh, acceptance. That's right. Yeah. It's, uh, sadly to mm -hmm. say, it's true. Mm. The. Um, the other forms of rejection you feel might not even be direct. It could be, I mean, I've been in an open house where someone walks in and kind of yells at me because the prices have gone up so high in the neighborhood. Oh, so they personalize it sometimes. Sure. And, yeah. you know, we're it's the realtors. Specifically. It, we're the realtors. <laughs> the funny thing is, is when the market dropped years ago, too, people blamed the realtors for that as well. You know, you, you undersold it, and now the values in the whole city are dropping. You personally have driven the prices down. Right, that... right. So you do have to, um, you have to have a bit of a thick skin, I would say, might be the answer. Has anyone ever come up to you and asked you why you're selling Esther's house? What do you, you mean? Know, well, has anyone ever come to you and said, why is this house for sale? Why are you selling this house? What happened to the previous owner? Oh, oh sure. Yeah. Oh, and people get, ask that all the time. to the, to the yeah. house. Yeah. Um, you know, and those responses, typically, if I'm representing a seller, I can't disclose that anyway. Yeah. Um, so, just time to go. Yeah, time yeah. to go. Well, we're going to have to take a break. Okay. Speaking of going somewhere. And uh, we'll be right back right around the corner. You, of course, are listening to Mulholland Ross Real Estate, Toronto.com radio. Hi, it's Paul Capelcante, host of The Vinyl Experience, with a couple of magic numbers for you to remember. This is real simple. Are you ready? Here we go. Nine and three. Every Sunday at 9 a.m., 3 p.m., 9 p.m., 
And for good measure, 3 a.m. on Monday. This is all Eastern Time. Your times for the vinyl experience. Annoying, frustrating. Of course, you're referring to me. Some days, enlightening, engaging. And now you're referring to yourself. Most days. <laughs> Just a few of the words employed to describe our show, The Mots. You'll come up with your own. Hi, we're The Mots, Paul and Carol. Inviting you to join us weekdays at 2 on Listen Up Talk Radio at talk-radio.ca. And there's an encore performance with Mots Weekend. You can check us out at themots.ca. Here's another word for you. Oh, I wouldn't go there. Welcome back to realestatetoronto.com radio. And uh, so far, my dreams haven't been crushed. They've been no. stomped on a little bit. Well, look at again. We're not trying to dissuade anyone who, who thinks they can actually be an excellent salesperson to, from going into real estate. We just, like like Thomas said, we just want to add a little reality check to it. I'm I know, great at sales. I know it looks so glamorous. Well, it does. There's a lot of glamour. There, yeah, there the is. fancy cars, exactly. the shiny cards. There's openings, there's, you know, there's flyers everywhere. Yes, I know. The flexible schedule, as we discussed that's earlier. That's right, that's I right. I want to see my face on a billboard. That's really <laughs> all that just, it comes down to. Just do it, One Todd, billboard. just do it. It'd be just cheaper, actually, just to buy the billboard than go through this whole process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Being an agent just to get my yeah. face on a billboard. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's right. Okay. Um, so, I think one of the big ones is, um, and, and we've been talking about this on our team quite a bit, is is some people are not comfortable with the idea of being a salesperson. For some reason, the term salesperson has got a little bit of a negative connotation to it, do you think? Most definitely. Uh, salespeople always have a negative connotation. Everyone assumes that you are pushy or uh, right. you're going to put someone in a place where perhaps they couldn't afford it, but you're just looking to get that commission. Can That's I, true. Can yeah. I share a personal story about Please. my sales history? I chased a customer out of the store onto Young Street and chased him down the street to get the sale and he ran away screaming. And I then I saw him about six months later in a mall and he saw me, recognized me, turned the other way. Now, so, what were you, I got to ask, what were you chasing him down the street to sell? Stereos. Okay. Yeah, I worked at a, at a high pressure stereo shop. So I, I'm good at sales, but I think I'm not right to be chasing somebody down for the sale of a house. Well, I, so here's the thing is I, I, I I have never chased anyone, <laughs> maybe because I'm just a lousy runner. <laughs> but I've never chased and physically chased anyone down the road. If I see you running, I should be worried there's just something know bigger. That that's something going on. Yeah. That's right. I'm probably being chased. Yeah. Um, but certainly the the term salesperson is negative, and I just want to sit, sit on that for a minute because what what we understand is. Um, salespeople are everywhere. We're all salespeople. Todd, you're a salesperson. You sold me the concept of being on the show. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. I didn't chase you. Have you ever convinced your kids to go to bed at a certain time? Uh, with cookies. Or to eat their, to eat their vegetables? <laughs> yes. Were you selling them an idea? Yes. Successfully, That's, sometimes. You were selling. Yeah. So we, we all sell every day. Do you sell in your day? Every day, yeah. Whether it's, um, you know, if, if you want someone to do something that you believe in strongly and they disagree, but you convince them to do otherwise, that is sales. No matter what it may be. Like if you drink Coke and they drink Pepsi and say, you know, you should really try Coke. And they say, you know what? I will. You just sold them Coke. You're a Coke salesperson. That's right. Well, it's You're funny. Coke <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, I'll leave that in. Um, but it's funny. I've never thought of you as a sales 
person, mm-hmm. as that particular term. I think of you more as facilitators. You are facilitating the sale or purchase of someone's home. Well, we do. Physically, that is what we do. Right. There's no question in our conversation. We are selling something. We're selling something. I can't pretend that. I've got a house for sale. It's got a certain price on it. I've got to sell that to somebody and get them to pay that price. But you're not like the used car salesman who are really schmarmy and no. go, oh, yeah, it's uh, it's working fine. And, and I'm not chasing them down the road. See, unlike, unlike used car salesmen, you have to make sure that the house is properly represented. Absolutely. As does the used car salesman. So we're going to give these guys a break, too. Okay. Um, because really... Our job is to present ideas, concepts, and things to cause people to do what we want them to do or what our clients want them to do. Do they always do it? No. Okay. I mean, that would be wonderful if they always did what we, we, we wanted them to do. So, so right there and then, we just want to squish that thought because if you're sitting there thinking, I, I like everything they're, I'm hearing and maybe I should become a realtor, but man, I don't want to become a salesperson. Examine your life. Look at where you are in your life. Do you have anything that you've ever convinced someone else to give you, sell you, do for you? Your sales. We're all in sales every day. One final question I have on that is, is it okay to ask for the sale in real estate? Like 100%. So if someone's there and they look interested, it's okay for you to say, are you interested in this house? Would you like to buy it? Absolutely. For sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. Why would, why? No. I'm just asking a question. Yeah. That's not a pressure. And And you know, what's interesting is, um, a lot of realtors are afraid of that question and they don't realize that a lot of people need that question asked of them so that they can answer it. A lot of us don't know how to close ourselves on big transactions. We need a little push. It's 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 a push. It's a question. It's yep. a let's let's talk about the pros and cons. Let's let's go through this process together and see if mm-hmm. this is the right house for you or mm-hmm. or maybe something else would be better. So you're facilitating as well as selling. Facilitating. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And Great. the thing that I've learned as well is uh, never settle for a no or a maybe when a yes is possible. Um, a great example is, um, let's say, Todd, you're walking into a suit shop. Uh, you yourself made the conscious decision to walk into the suit store. You need to buy a suit. When you walk up and a salesperson walks to you and says, hey, can I help you with anything? Your automated response is, I'm just looking. Mm-hmm. But you're not. You drove to the suit store. You walked inside. You're looking at suits. You need a suit. And so, you know, these are all the same idea with homes. There is a reason why you're mm-hmm. in the shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and again, it might not be for now. It might be for later, but that's exactly. okay. That's where that whole database, build the relationships, yeah. <laughs> build some trust, that sort of thing happens. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I just, I always just like to bring it down to that because so many people just think it's, you know, and if you are being chased down a street by a salesperson, then maybe that is the wrong salesperson yep. to work with. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I got over it. <laughs> Good. A um, couple things I just want to bring up as well is um, we get people coming into our office. So we have a team office at Senlac and Shepherd, the Mahal and Ross real estate team, real estate service team. And, um, you know, we're always looking for talent. We're always looking for great agents, for great people to help us in admin, so on and so forth. And we get some of these agents that come in and they, they kind of feel like um, they're wanted by every brokerage because the brokerages will bring in anyone with a license, almost. And I, mm-hmm. and I kind of, that's a big blanket statement. So yeah. some brokerages are a little tighter. So the thing the real estate agent needs to know is you can join a brokerage, at, at which point they're going to give you a desk and a phone and say, here's where where your stuff is and and go ahead you know go sell go something sell. Yep. yep 
or you could join a team. And what we're seeing in the industry is this uh, a real shift in in how um, how people get in the business. And so there's either individual agents or there are groups, teams of people working together. And we are finding a huge shift towards the team approach. First of all, our clients are de- are more demanding of good service. First and foremost, it comes down to the client. The client has actually dictated this. They want the service. They want the marketing. They want the internet savvy. They want the phone calls answered, the emails answered, the text messages responded to immediately. They want all the information you're seeing the minute you see it. And unless we automate everything in the process, um, you need people. Yeah. So teams are banding together, offering better services, and the client wins by far. Absolutely. So the teams function better than a brokerage because brokerage is, I guess I understand it, that each person is their own little work Independent cell, contractors. And yeah. they don't share information very well. They no. don't work together very well. <laughs> no. Whereas you are happily working together and sharing information. That's right. We'll do anything we can to, sell, to help someone on the team sell a home or, or gain a new client. Because at the end of the day, you all benefit. We all benefit. That's right. So the client, the, the 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 client gets the best result that way. They usually have five to twenty people supporting every action they do, whether they're buying or selling. So it's not a one to one relationship. It's a one to many. It could be one to many. Now, not to confuse the clients out there. Typically, they're assigned one agent as their as their main person to right. talk to, but they have to know there's a whole team of people working behind the scene, and. So if you're a brand new agent, some thoughts are to look for a good team who will support you, mentor you, train you. Um, If you're willing to jump through a few of the hoops, like coming in at certain times, showing up at meetings and pulling your weight, basically. Right. Um, And then the other approach is, yeah, you go join an office, preferably one that offers you some training. Keller Williams is excellent at that. And um, and try to do it on your own. But we are seeing fewer single agents, more bigger lean towards the, well, the groups. Well, an additional benefit, it's like we touched on earlier, was um, the fact that you already have an established brand. So you're not out there trying to you know, let everyone know you're here, you're ready to do this and build up that rapport. You can tie it into something that's already predetermined and established. So that's, that's part of the benefit of joining a team. And you're not spending the money exactly. on all that you stuff for overhead. six months. Right. Well, I mean, if I look at it externally and I see a new agent coming into the Mulholland Ross team, I know that you guys have vetted them. You've put them through the right. – you're comfortable with them. You're, you're, yes. uh, you've tested them, so to speak. You're comfortable with them working with your database. Absolutely. Right. Oh, and boy, do we put them through some hoops before they get to talk to anyone we've already talked to. Cool. Yes. Yeah. So, Todd, when you sell your house, we'll give you our brand new agent and let him practice. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. we, Maybe we, I can sell it myself because I'm an agent, right? Can I tell you, on our team, um, a brand new agent doesn't even get to go out on the street for a few months. They're they're inside. They are training. They are shadowing. Job they, shadowing. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Yeah. So you still, you know, you still need your three to six months because you just might not see that paycheck. Right away. Three to six months. Okay. So you had some stats, Thomas, about, I know there's 44,000 realtors on the Toronto Real Estate Board now, so that's right across the GTA. Correct. And, and, and we did a quick count. There's, a, there's an independent auditing company that measures uh, what's happening on MLS, and I think we found what? So what we found is that 13,000 of the agents in the past 12 months had not made a single deal. Um, 29,000 of them had done 12 deals or less. 29,000? 29, 29,000. Yes. 
So when I was looking at it, we have a program in our brokerage um, that refers to helping an agent sell 36 homes in a year. Right. And we found um, just over 600 realtors on the entire board is, is marked down with at least 36 sales. Yeah. That's incredible because when you said whatever the number was, the first number, 44,000? 44,000 people total. They're yeah. all active out there every day pounding the pavement. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Sadly, no. no, no, true. they're sleeping in. Yeah. So yeah. what we do have in that group might be some people who are on teams who might not have sales associated mm-hmm. with them. However, um, what I'm, what, where I sort of want to help people save time and money are those people who feel they can get their license in order to buy or sell their own home. Right. A, if you're only buying or selling one home every, say, two years, you're breaking even. Okay. First of all, you're probably selling for too little and buying for too much because you don't have proper representation. So there you've lost money right out of the gates. Plus all your expenses, your costs, your your, um, board dues, the the fees your brokerage are going to charge just so that you can say, hey... I'm doing this myself. I'm doing this yeah. myself. And most brokerages, unless you're actually selling homes, aren't going to let you sell a home yourself and not charge you something. Because the brokerage at some point is going to say, you need to pay me. You're part of the team and you're not yeah. doing anything That's other right. than your own sales. That's right. So, okay. yeah. That's very, very... So I, I hope we gave some people mm-hmm. some some ideas, things to think about. And, and for those people out there that are thinking, I don't care what they've said, everything they've said, I'm fine with. I still want to be a realtor. Honestly, please give us Go a call. Yeah. Call Thomas at 416-230-8500. Say, I want to talk about becoming a realtor with the Mulholland Ross Group. Yeah, I would be happy to speak with you, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. So there's that three, that three to six month period where you are not making much money. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What is the time frame? Like you said, you, you hold them back for a couple of months. So mm-hmm. realistically, do. as we go to break, when would they f- say, I'm an agent and I'm ready to go out and do it with with your team? It, it could it would depend. It would depend on anywhere from two to four months, depending it's on It's a skill set thing, right? If they're yeah. ready at two months, they'll be out. And if yep. they need a little more seasoning, then it could be that three to four months. Yeah. Good to know. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break and we'll come back for the wrap. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio. Welcome back to realestatetoronto.com radio brought to you by the Keller Williams team and Mulholland Ross real estate team who we've been talking about today and talking to today, two of the members here with me. And yeah. uh, we're going to wrap up and we were talking off air about one very important thing we should cover before we say goodbye today. Ethics. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Someone explain ethics to me. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, that concerns That's me, scary. but we'll talk about that later. I know certainly for realtors, we have a we have a uh, fiduciary responsibility to the people who have hired us. So whether we agree with them or not, we have a fiduciary responsibility, a legal binding obligation to do what they have asked us to do. So even if I list a home that I think might have been listed a little higher than I would have liked it, when the buyer or another agent calls me and says, what do I think of the price? My obligation is to that seller. Yep. I have to support their decision. So I like that. That's crystal clear. It's crystal clear. Yes. Tell me something. Have you ever called a realtor and said, you haven't even met them. I'm calling on your property on 123 Main Street. 
what do you think the lowest price is the seller will take? I have a specific example from last weekend. Yes. I went to an open house, walked in, toured the open house with my wife. Uh, unsolicited, the agent said, you know what, there's a home to uh, exact same place, two floors above us. Just sold. Once I get the numbers, I'll tell you exactly what it is. I have a feeling it's 20000 less than the asking price that we're asking for. So just keep that number in mind. And if you give an offer around that mark, I, I'm pretty sure I can convince my client to accept it. Unsolicited. Didn't even have to ask. It was just, here we go. This is what we're considering. And that's some of the realtors out there that these people are hiring. So just to just to um, confirm, the Mulholland Ross Group will not hire that. We cannot hire that. That is a walking that liability. Makes me uncomfortable as a mm-hmm. buyer mm-hmm. saying, here, "Here, give us this, and, and away you go." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it should make you more uncomfortable as a seller. Of course. But yeah, but um, because I guess I have ethics because it bothers yeah, me. As, it, as a buyer. it bothers you on the other side too, which is wonderful. But it's true. I get uncomfortable mm-hmm. when I when I call an agent up and say my client's thinking about making an offer, and of course, representing the buyer, I'm always going to say, "What do you think we can do?" Um, that agent really should just say, "Hey, put." put your best price on paper and let me present it. That's but it. no, sometimes they spit out all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you know? Give me something to work with and we'll go from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. Wow. 416-230-8500. And we will talk to buyers and sellers and those that would like to become realtors or are realtors and looking for absolutely a different opportunity. A yeah. team versus a brokerage. That's right. A, a group. A group. A group. Yeah. Real estate service group. It's a group. group. It's a group. It's a band. Yeah. yeah, we're kind of going rock, rock star style. <laughs> there is glamour in this business. That's right. There's we lots will, of that. We will catch you right back here <laughs> next Sunday at 4 p.m. And if you miss it, don't worry. It'll be on podcast shortly thereafter. See you next week.